New Glasses by Sarah Hitchcock. Ta-da! I say, bursting through the living room door, holding my hands palm up to indicate my new, fantastic appearance, in case it wasn't completely flipping obvious. Oh my God! Maisie! says Mum from where she slumped on the sofa. Maz, I shoot back. Maisie, she retorts sharp as a flick knife. What have you done? I shake my head to feel the short curls bounce around my ears, trying to recapture the elation I felt walking home. Had my hair cut, I say. Inside, I'm fighting the urge to punch her. Stop her mouth up with something. Stop the words from coming out. All those beautiful golden curls, she continues, relentless, unstoppable. Your crowning glory, how could you? It was Ginger Frizz, Mum. And what are those? She points a fat finger at my face. I preferred your old glasses. Those make you look trendy, I say. I'm starting my new job Monday and want to look trendy, she exclaims and turns on the telly. I stare at the back of her head. Why does she always do this? Make us a cup of love, my favourite show's starting. I grind my teeth. Make your own, you lazy cow, I think, along with several other rude and pithy remarks. Yes, Mum? is all I actually say. On the way to the kitchen, I look in the hall mirror. I look bloody brilliant and somehow that makes me really angry. I want to stamp about, slamming doors, smash crockery, throw her favourite Michael Bublé mug out the back door and bugger her bloody blasted tea. But that would be childish. And besides, I want a cuppa. There's a burst of applause from the telly. On today's show, we'll be meeting Charlene, whose fiancé slept with all six bridesmaids on the night before their wedding. He's now the father of twins by the maid of honour, and he expects them all to live as one big happy family. God, why does she watch that crap? And she hasn't bothered to get dressed. She just slobs around in that bloody onesie watching shit daytime telly. I can't wait to get out. This job with the insurance firm is my ticket to freedom. My chance to really be me. A new me. The me I want to be. Different and exciting me. Stomping back to the lounge, I slop tea on the hall carpet. Oh, so what? I don't care. It's a shit carpet. I'll mop it up in a minute. I push open the lounge door and drop the tea. Maisie! Maz! My response is automatic and futile. Maisie, you clumsy idiot. Get a cloth! I can't move. I'm transfixed. Mum pushes past, grumbling all the way to the kitchen. I can't tear my eyes from the telly. 
can't believe what I'm seeing. Mum pushes me out of the way again and dumps a pile of tea towels on the floor. She stamps on them to soak up the tea. I sit on the coffee table and lean forward to stare at the show's presenter. What the hell? I say. Is this the Halloween special? Why's he got tusks? Mum flops back onto the sofa, leaving the tea towels in a soggy brown heap. She pokes me in the back with her toe to get me to shift. What are you on about? She says. It's no different to normal. Maybe his tan's a bit more orange and he's had his teeth whitened. Are you kidding me? I splutter. He's bloody green. Language, Maisie. Maz, I mutter under my breath. Then more loudly. Look at him. He's green with tusks and hairy warts. He's a flipping ogre. Oh, for pity's sake, she says. Give it a rest. I know you don't like this show, but there's no need to spoil it for me. That man deserves a knighthood for the service he gives. He's helped hundreds of people. He's actually a saint. Calling him a bloody ogre. I stare at her in disbelief, but she actually believes what she's just said. Back on the screen, the audience is screaming and the couple have started fighting. They're being pulled apart by huge men in black t-shirts, except they're not men. Trolls. Bloody trolls and ogres. The host grins and gulps, his fat neck shudders and balloons. He's feeding off their emotions. Can't you see? I push my glasses up my nose and gawp at the screen. Stop it. Just stop it, she cries. You always spoil it. Go away. Go on. Get out, Miss High and Bloody Mighty. I'm better than everyone else. Take your new glasses and your bloody trendy hair and go lecture some other poor sod. I feel the sting of tears, so pull my glasses off to rub my eyes before she can see. I point at the telly, about to argue and... Oh, the host and bouncers look completely normal. My stomach lurches. Heat whooshes up my chest into my face. Oh no, I'm going to throw up. Been on my bed since I chugged up. It's dark, but I haven't turned on the light. I'm trying to convince myself I'm not going mad. If it's not me, it's mum, which makes more sense. After groping for my new glasses, I stumble to the window. There's still a little light in the sky and the houses opposite are black against deep violet. The light from the street lamp turns the pavement orange. A moth stutters in the artificial glow. It's a big moth. Really big. Oh my God. It's a fairy. I bang my head on the window trying to get a better view and knock my glasses off. By the time I fumble them back on, the moth or fairy has gone. It's me, then, who's crazy. Bile burns my throat. Don't think I'm mad. I'm pretty sure I'm not. But isn't that what all mad people think? No, 
I won't have it. I'm not crazy. Maybe it's my eyes. That's it. I pull my new glasses off and squint at them. Come to think of it, it's a bit odd that I have them at all. Never even meant to go in the shop. There was nothing wrong with my old ones. It was a weird, old-fashioned sort of opticians, and the lady who served me was pretty strange. The first thing she said was, Don't get many of your type in here. I thought it had something to do with my amazing and extremely stylish short hair. I was quite flattered. Assumed she meant I looked a cut above their usual clientele. But maybe she meant something else. And how come I was able to walk out with new glasses? It usually takes weeks to get prescription lenses. I look at the glasses. I do like them. I put them on and see my dim reflection in the dressing table mirror. Wow, I look good. What was I just worrying about? Maisie? Maz, I say with a sigh. There's a tentative knock and the door opens before I can say come in or go away. Mum snaps on the light and puts a mug of tea on the bedside table. There you go, love. You've been up here ages. I've brought you some custard creams too. Oh, and I found this photo. It's me and your Auntie Sharon. Thought it might make you laugh. That's Margate Seafront a week before you was born. Was supposed to be there with your father, but he ran off the Wednesday before. So I went with Sharon instead, seeing as I'd already paid for the B&B. Anyway, thought it would cheer you up. Mum slips the photo under the biscuits. It's her way of making everything all right again between us. Halfway down the stairs, she calls up. I'm doing Hawaiian pizza and garlic bread for tea. Is that okay? Lovely, I call back. She won't put the pizza in. I'll have to do it. Picking up the photo and brushing off crumbs, I peer at the image. Mum and her sister look so young. They're wearing flowery dresses and Mum's belly is enormous. They're grinning, but it looks forced. My eyes fill up. I scrunch them shut. I wish I'd known my dad. When I look again, my heart stops. There's a man with his arms round Mum. One hand on her belly. On me. It has to be Dad. He's just the way Mum always describes him. A young David Essex with a gold hoop earring and pointed ears? That can't be right. The Polaroid slips out of my fingers and spins away. I take my glasses off and jam my fists into my eyes. When my insides stop doing weird things, I crawl under the bed to get the photo. He'll be gone when I look again. Of course he will. He wasn't there in the first place. None of the weird things have been there. I'm just anxious because of the new job. I slide my glasses back on and the image comes into focus. He's still there. And he winks. 
I chuck the photo across the room, followed by my new glasses. They smash into the wall. When I finally stumble over on shaky legs to retrieve the damn things, they haven't even been scratched by the impact. Something isn't right here. Their perfection is sinister now I think about it. And the stuff I've seen... Got to get rid of them. Ouch! Stamping on the stupid things hurts my foot. Shit, shit, shit. What shall I do? Hide them. In the wardrobe is a box bought to conceal love letters that I never got and don't expect I ever will. I stuff the picture in with the glasses, lock it and jam it behind the dressing table, then drop the key through a gap in the floorboards. It's where I shove things I need to forget about. There's a diamond ring down there I pinched from Gran's jewellery box and a school report that said I had great potential and should be thinking of going to university. Done. I can breathe again. I find my old glasses and stare at my reflection. Who am I? Maisie Jones. That's who. And it won't take long to grow my hair again. Maisie, your favourite programme's starting! Mum shouts up the stairs. If you don't hurry, you'll miss the first murder! Maisie! Yes, Mum. I'm coming. Under the floorboards, in a thick layer of dust and cobwebs, there's a diamond ring and a shredded report card. Behind the dressing table, there's an empty box. Downstairs, the telly blares and the smell of garlic pervades the house. Outside, fairies dance unobserved. New Glasses was written by Sarah Hitchcock and read by Ali Williams. Sound production was by Mark Linwood. The series producer was Bibi Berkey. It was brought to you by Tempest Productions. And now a word from our sponsor, which is us, Tempest Productions. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help us make more, then why not buy us a coffee via Kofi? That's ko-fi.com forward slash Tempest Productions. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Tempest Productions. Thank you so much for your support.